Welcome to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you are a teacher or administrator looking to change careers, you are in the right place. There can be many reasons an educator is ready to leave the classroom. Boredom, burnout, pressure from parents and administrators, the list goes on and on. If you are ready to move on from teaching, there are many roles in which you can use your teacher skill set to have a positive social impact and set yourself up for a fulfilling and rewarding career. Now, let's meet your host, Carrie Conover. Carrie is a veteran educator and EdTech corporate leader turned founder and CEO. So grab your notepad because your new journey outside the classroom starts right now. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Classroom to Boardroom. We are on a roll here of success stories. And let me tell you the joy this is bringing me to reconnect with like my OG classroom to boardroom members, the people that went through the course and are out there working, like the joy that I feel I can't even explain. Today, we're going to talk customer success. And that is a field that I'm very passionate about because that's where I came from the classroom through EdTech was through customer success. Today, we have Evan Warnock. He is going to talk about his role as an academic success coach at FEV Tutor. Evan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, Carrie. Great, great to be talking to you. I know it feels like such a long time ago that I was on those Zoom calls. We were just, yeah, we were just talking about some of like the old, I'm using air quotes, like advice I would give in some of the coaching calls and how. It's kind of like, well, I'm assuming that you've never had a baby. Can I assume that yourself? Have no, you ever yeah, heard that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Point, no, not yet. Yep. <laughs> okay. So when you are pregnant, I've had two children, people always give you advice like about being a first time parent or ha- like birth. And you're like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, then you actually have the baby and you're like, oh, now I see what everybody was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's how I feel sometimes about classroom to boardroom when we do these interviews. Yeah, completely. And and those Zooms got bigger and bigger and bigger as I, you know, was a part of that, which is so cool to see. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we uh, that that pipeline is still a flowing. So thanks to all of you and all your good referrals. So why don't you just tell us the story of your career and kind of how you ended up where you are today? Yeah, of course. Um Yeah, so I was always interested in teaching and became interested in teaching pretty early on in high school, and that grew in college. And then um, when I graduated, I did a research project that was outside the United States, actually, and I interacted with a lot of teachers through that, and it just kind of confirmed, basically, because I was in a lot of classrooms, that that's where I wanted to be. So I came back to the U.S. and... um, I did Teach for America and then ended up teaching for another three years after the first two years with TFA. Um, I did special education. Um, And I'm I'm from Baltimore originally, but TFA brought me up to the Boston area. So that's where the teaching I did was just in and around the Boston area. And I think the, the, the pandemic really made me, you know, ask some serious questions, you know, in terms of if this is where I really wanted to go in the long term, um, some good questions, some important questions, and 
kind of led me to a transition that, you know, got me introduced to you and lots of other great people who were going through the same thing. And that's what eventually led me to um, FEV Tutor and, and customer success specifically at that company. So that's a roundabout. Yeah. yeah. Long way. I like it. And, and how did you know, like, okay. So you said you, I, I recently released um, this PDF. That's like the seven stages of teacher transition. And it's not a linear, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you kind of go back and forth. But one of the stages I talk about is contemplation. And that's kind of at the beginning where you're starting to say, hmm, I wonder if there's something else out there for me. And then you kind of go into this decision making where you're like, okay, I'm ready to make a change. For you, how did you really know, okay, now it's time for me to make a change and do something other than teaching? Yeah. I mean, I... I always felt like I was building like a lot of different skills, like in teaching, like I had a job that was, uh, uh, like I was the grade level chair, of the fifth grade when I was the special education teacher on a fifth grade team. And that was cool. Cause I did get to basically spearhead a bunch of different projects and then work with, you know, the administration of the school and other people. Um, so there were, I always kind of, you know, was thinking about kind of what's beyond the classroom and basically whether or not I was going to come to a point where I wanted to explore that more and, um, you know, or go up kind of the ladder of the traditional track where maybe you become uh, instructional coach and then, you know, move on to becoming a principal. But, you know, to be honest, and I think it's important, especially for other people to hear who aren't teaching, for me, it was a lot of personal stuff. It was like that, my mental health got to a point in teaching that I just like wasn't happy about. And so I also, you know, transitioned because I felt like I just needed some space to kind of figure some of that stuff out. And then I could always go back to teaching, right? But I just needed a job that kind of offered a little bit more flexibility to accomplish some of that stuff and then could go from there, if that makes sense, you know? Absolutely. That totally makes sense. And did, did you feel the guilt of leaving? Um, yeah, uh, I, like, absolutely. I think that was one of the hardest things for me, um, especially because I was a special education teacher. So in those jobs, you like get to know like five or 10 students really, really well. And then um, that's just, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to then be able to, to say to those students, like, I'm not going to be your teacher, but we're so close. And I mean, you can, you know, I keep in touch with those students and that's, that's definitely a way that you can stay connected. But I don't know. I, I was like, felt kind of directionless in some ways because I was everything that was leading up to in my career was like, Oh, you're going to be a teacher. And then when I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that. Just the world outside of that was pretty daunting in terms of like, okay, well, there's plenty of opportunities, but like, like, what do these really look like? You know, who are the people that I can talk to? Because like everybody in my world are just still in the trenches, right? Being teachers. And so, I mean, I definitely, um, it was definitely a hard transition, but it's one that, you know, I, I don't regret at all. So I recently wrote a blog post called the real reason teachers are leaving the profession. And I want to mm-hmm. read you the last paragraph because I feel like you might relate to this. 
So it says, I often think of teachers in transition, the ones who have made it to the decision-making step of leaving the classroom. And I remember what it feels like to know it is time to go. There's a sense of being let down and disappointed in the career. All those years I played school in my basement, well into my middle school years, (laughs) I dreamt of a profession where I could create a fun, engaging classroom where students love to be. When, when I transitioned out, or I said, when we transition out, we are forced to let go of that childhood dream of what it meant to be a teacher and feel the disappointment that our idea of teaching was an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I totally, I totally empathize with that. I think that a lot of teachers, you know, especially in those first couple of years, you have kind of rosy colored glasses, like view of what it really means and then um which i think is important right because it keeps you you know motivated and that kind of energy i think is great that comes to schools um in terms of young people but you know you do then get to be like a little bit older and (laughs) you know maybe you have a more serious partner and you have a a dog or a kid and then you just kind of start thinking a little bit about um you know balancing you know, balancing the demands of being a teacher with the rest of your life. And some people just are just push forward. And, and, and for me, it was just, I, I felt like I wanted to spend some time looking at other priorities and things. So, yeah. Um, but most of my friends are still teachers. So, I mean, I'm, and my, um, my fiance is, uh, still, she still works in the classroom. So for me, it was also like, uh, it was a little bit of like our family too, is that, yeah. you know, the one that we're developing is, if, if she wants to live that life, then I think it's also important for us to have some balance too, yep. which is good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got your first job and what that transition process looked like for you? Yeah. So I, I, I it was definitely a long transition. I mean, I, I had an idea when I left that I was going to go to graduate school to be a school counselor. And I, um, that really appealed to me because I did basically like counseling work almost with some students who had specific um, learning profiles as a special education teacher and was drawn to that work. And then I talked to a lot of counselors and they just described like some of the same things that I experienced as a special education teacher. So, you know, I just decided that maybe in terms of the balance thing that I was just talking about, that wasn't the road to go down to at least this point. And, um, you know, to be honest, Carrie, I think it was like a lot of, uh, it was a lot of starting to become more connected to people that were outside, maybe the immediate teaching realm. Yeah. And that happened a lot like in my own circle, but then making use of stuff like LinkedIn and I, um, I, I wouldn't say like I stumbled upon classroom to boardroom, but I heard from like some other people within these worlds on LinkedIn about it. And then, you know, I mean, preparing for like tonight, talking to you and stuff, I, I it was amazing looking back on that because it like, I'm forever grateful, right. To, to you and, you know, that community, because it really pushed me to get, get outside of my shell a little bit like talk to more people just like instead of snooping their LinkedIn profiles, like actually message them and be like, (laughs) 
like, hey, like, do you want to hop on a Zoom? Like, do, like, it looks like you're doing the same thing I'm doing. And so I would, I really would say like, you know, when I like hopped into your community, that really started to push me a little bit more to just like dig in a little bit more, get really serious about like, what do you want to do? Speaking of that community, have you checked out my new website, carryconover.com? I have a total of four courses now. One of them was just launched and we are getting rave reviews. So here are your options. You can take Kickstart. It's a seven-day course to get you launched into teacher transition. You can take Classroom to Boardroom, my full course. You can join our community for $20 a month or you can take EdTech School, which is launching July 11th. I know, it seems like a lot of options, but I explain all of it to you over at carryconover.com. There's even a quiz that's gonna help you pick the perfect course for you. Back to our interview with Evan. You know? Yeah, well, it's funny when I think about, like if you thought about this as like jetpacks on someone's back, I feel like there's kind of like, <laughs> on the classroom to boardroom one one is the community like once you're in like you it really it, everyone brings that up in these interviews like it's that community where you're like okay people are going through the same thing i'm going through we're sharing ideas then there's like this other jetpack which is or like you know like the coursework where i'm like actually teaching okay this is what a pipeline is this is what blah 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 is and then the other one, which I've realized and I'm I'm really owning for myself is like, I feel like I have this ability to help people believe in themselves. Like, no, you do have these talents. You do not need to be afraid to reach out and have these conversations. There's a certain way to do it, but it's a lot of helping you guys look in the mirror and seeing how amazing you are in the classroom yeah. and outside of it. Yeah. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. And I mean, I, I mean, I talked about it before, but just like the community that you feel and, and yeah, it's over zoom, but it's awesome. I mean, just hopping on those calls and like, you know, everybody on that call is, I mean, you know, they've been working and, but also they've been, you know, spending time trying to figure out this next step in this transition and they're managing that in their own way. And, you know, you're all kind of in the same boat. And I, it just really pushed me to just understand how important it is to connect with people because like each conversation you have is just like, it's a next, it's like the next step because you're building skills to like be able to t talk with people and network. Um, but then through those conversations, you just end up kind of uh like honing in for yourself like what actually you want to do you know yeah because that's the hardest part i think in the beginning for sure is you know pick a lane you got to pick a lane and start going down it um which is hard so you get that and it's really cool because natalie uh who was in classroom to boardroom you two are working together um at fev tutor so that's really cool i love there's there's actually yeah. a lot of that little clusters of people that ended up at the same company which is super fun yeah yeah no it's amazing i mean she um she reached out to me um and you know uh we hopped on zoom and like started i started talking about like just it was literally the first month or a couple of months at fev and um yeah, she was into it and applied and 
you know, she's a total rock star. So of course got the job and, um, yeah, but I mean, she would say some of the same stuff is that, you know, she was at a place where she was really trying to figure it out. And it was just those different connections right through this community that really helped her learn more about what she wanted to do and then led to, led to something actual. That was a job. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's wild is some of the original people are now like getting ready to go look for their second roles and like, oh I'm, helping them. I'm helping them. Like it's been long enough because it's been over two years now. Um, so that's kind of wild. Like I just helped someone get their second job and I was like, this is awesome that you're coming back to me. Um, it really is like a family, um, thinking about like the course specifically, is there anything stood out to you that like really kind of pushed your learning forward? Yeah, I think that, um, I think that for me, I like heard about customer success and it sounded like, uh, it sounded like it was the right fit for me, but to be honest, I, it was a little like, okay, this sounds cool and sounds like something I have the skills to do, but I think the, you know, the coursework that I was able to dig in for you, like really showed me like what it means and what it means to, to manage like a book of business and, yeah. and what it means to be able to push a customer to the point where they want to come back and, you know, buy more of your service or your product. So we literally did something, Carrie, um, that was like this, it was this exercise where you gave us a mock book of business and like yeah. some different metrics within that. And, and we had to dig into a customer success problem. And it was, it was the first time it was, you know, it was pretty early on in terms of when I had joined the group, but I was like, wow, this is like what it would really be like to do this work. Um, yes. And I loved, I loved the way that you presented this combination of like, well, of course you have the like relationship skills to like think about these people as people, but I'm pushing you in terms of like, no, there's a bottom line to this problem in terms of like, there's a financial aspect involved and you need to think about that and how to manage that, you know, along with the customer relationships. So that was awesome. That <laughs> night was crazy because yeah. I saw so many people have light bulbs go off in their head. Actually, you're reminding me, I need to do that exercise at our next coaching call because it's been oh. about a year since I've done it. But I remember there were people that were like, oh, God, I like this work. And then there, there are other people who are like, oh, maybe I don't want to do customer success. I mean, it really flips some switches, which is my job. That's my job. Like, we've had people get into classroom to boardroom and be like, actually, I'm out. I'm going back to the classroom. Like, I actually am happier than I thought I was. You know, because I think that's part. Some people just need to know whether or not they should leave. And then there's other people that are like, okay, what day-to-day -day work do I want to do? So thank you for bringing that up. Because um, yeah, I haven't okay. forgotten about that. <laughs> Of course. Um, and then obviously, you know, the community, I know you had brought up that um, in our previous conversation, like doing the resume reviews, we do a lot of that. And that's also part of the community, I think, is we, is that we create a safe environment where we're able to give each other feedback in like a very safe way. I always <laughs> joked that Jess and I were going to make people cry, but we really didn't. Um, yeah. But <laughs> we did a lot. And then, you know, 
outside of like those things, like, you know, knowing your vocabulary, um, getting your resume and cover letter in order, can you tell me a little bit about some of the soft and hard skills that you um, use in your day-to-day role? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would definitely, when, when I was thinking about this, it's interesting that like those soft skills, especially in customer success, like they definitely come from teaching. And I would want to say that because, you know, um, all about so many skills that you have as a teacher are really transferable to a lot of this work and yeah. just like shout out all those teachers who like, you know, you know, maybe they take for granted almost a little bit, some of the things that they bring to the table. Um, you know, I think that this kind of like empathy that you develop as a teacher where you're able to read people. And so yeah. when you, when you go into a meeting and you're like, you're supposed to, you know, you're bringing this thing to a, like a principal or something. And you're like, all right, well, the district has, you know, purchased this and, and I'm going to come here and help you use it. Uh, it's really important to like, be able to quickly figure out where that principal's at. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. Is it, is it clear that they just came from a crazy meeting or is it clear that you like have their attention yeah. and they're listening to you? So I, my head is like going up and that is so true. Like, especially I used to fly everywhere and go in person, which yeah. I know isn't as common anymore, but like there was a time I was going to meet with this big superintendent, like of a big school district. And I walked mm-hmm. in and the secretary's like, you didn't hear. And I'm like, no. And he's like, um, the assistant superintendent just got arrested. And I had <laughs> like walked into a firestorm. So I was like, um, okay. So I guess the meeting's not happening. And she's like, well, let's see. He said he can meet with you for 10 minutes. And that is like the ultimate, like under pressure example of what you're talking about. But in yeah. that situation, I absolutely use my teacher skills of like, you go into your classroom thinking I have this amazing like lab plan that we're going to do today. And you know, yeah. something's blown up and you have to totally change things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I think in terms of like the hard skills and stuff, like of course there's work you can do to, you know, upskill, right. In terms of getting ready to take on, you know, you have to work on a CRM or, um, being able to like actually use Excel, like actually use Excel. Um, yes. But I think can, that I think be able that, to what's it called? Can can conjugate? Can yeah, <laughs> where you take two cells and put it together with a space, like stuff. I've I've actually started to make a list of Excel skills that I think people need to learn. Yeah, a hundred percent. Or like uh, somebody gives you a a column of information and it's names and it's actually uh, like first our last name first and second yes. name and then yes. there's a way in excel that you can just separate that little yes. stuff like that <laughs> I don't know. that's like but wait but, text to column i think that's called yes yeah but, yeah those little i there was a huge learning curve of excel for me for sure when i left the classroom yeah but i, I would say that like those are things that like i learned and that people around me you know help help are helping me learn in my job it's just that those a lot of the skills that I, you know, learned as a teacher, like, I feel like have really been transferable. And those are the ones that then you find, you know, they, they really push things along because you, um, you're working with educators in this, in this kind of work. So that's, you need to be able to empathize with them. You know, as I've done this now, and I'm getting more into the recruiting side of things, I will say, 
I was just helping a classroom to boardroom member on a one-on-one coaching call today. We met Wednesday. She built a slide deck. She wanted my mm-hmm. feedback. We met for a half an hour and then we met for a half an hour today. And yeah. like, we didn't have a lot of time. So I was like, this is what you need to do. Change this, change this, change this. She's like, yes, yes, yes. There was no defensiveness. There was no, it was like, okay, she came back today with my suggestions times 10, right? Like, and, and I'm thinking to myself, she's the type of person that I am going to recommend when my friends call me and say, who do you have? Because teachers have all these soft skills. Like the, the soft skills are mostly there, but the ability to take feedback and grow and be humble, but also be like, I can figure this out. That is not every teacher has that. Yeah. Yeah. Not every, and some teachers are really beat up because they've, felt criticized for years and years and years. And I get that, but I will say that is probably one of the biggest turnoffs for me is when I get someone who, who can't take that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting. I mean, it's definitely something you need to be able to, uh, you know, uh, it's a muscle you need to flex in customer success because you're also doing customer service basically sometimes. Right. And so you got, you got to be able to, keep a smile on your face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah. as we wrap up here, do you have any other advice or final thoughts that you just like to share out with uh, the classroom to boardroom community? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like three things and I'll, I'll tr- you know, try to be as brief as I can. And <laughs> I would it. say like, you know, keep making connections like it. That's, you're just going to learn so much about yourself from each one of those conversations, those little Google Hangouts or Zooms. So just keep doing that. And also like there's a lot of teachers out there who are interested in customer success. And I think that are naturally drawn to it because of some of the things they read about it. I would just like encourage people who are interested in ed tech to like really take a look at some of those job descriptions and like, are you interested in curriculum or, um, are you really motivated by like some of the, you know, the actual like financial draw to maybe moving on to, into the corporate environment? And so, you know, maybe that would be a part of your your calculus in terms of looking for a job. Or um, there are tons of like actual more technology specific jobs that are at companies where you could be more on the back end. Um, and so I think it's just important. Like customer success isn't like the end all be all. Yeah. And um, I guess the last thing I would say, and like, I always just say to people, cause they said it to me at the end of like, you know, you know, a quick chat, a coffee chat, um, lots of classroom to boardroom people just reiterated to me, like, like it's going to work out like your transition. If you put yourself into it, like if you really spend the time to, you know, make connections and talk to people like Carrie, um, you might have like a night where you're just like, I'm just going to give up, but like, just, just stick, just stick with it. And it's going to work out. Like if you're in that mindset right now, like just keep pushing and and, yep. and you'll, you'll, you'll find a position. It'll work out. It does. Well, that is great advice. Evan, <laughs> thank you so much for reminiscing with me tonight and being here on the podcast. Of course. Thank you, Carrie, for everything. Thanks so much. If you are interested in learning more about the course Classroom to Boardroom, head over to my brand spanking new website, carryconover.com. 
There you can find information about my course, jobs, a blog, this podcast. Please go check it out. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast.